0: Welcome to Eureka Thinker Talk, where we chat with thinkers who are turning ideas into reality. This show is powered by Baron Fig, a company making tools for thinkers. I'm your host, Mark Champagne, and today I'm here with Dana Terrace, a cartoonist who also happens to be behind the Owl House on Disney. Dana, thanks for joining Thinker Talk. It's a real pleasure to have you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This is uh, going to be fun.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, I, I have to be honest. So. I mean, I just took over as the host on this show, but as I think many know, uh, I've, I've had my own show, Behind the Human, uh, running for about four years. So I've interviewed a lot of, of, of people, hundreds of people over the years, but I've never interviewed someone like yourself. So I, I know nothing about your world other than I love experiencing it. So I can't wait. <laughs>
1: uh, well, unfortunately, it's something I can talk hours about. I don't know if that's a good <laughs> thing or a bad thing, but uh, here we are. Well,
0: the the first thing I wanted to ask you about is just, if you remember any of your earliest memories, let's just say, of being energized by drawing or animating, like, do you remember when that flipped for you?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, when I was a kid, I actually had a very difficult time communicating with other kids or even communicating with my parents. And the only thing that helped me get anything across was through drawing. Okay. So <laughs> um, I, and it was the only thing people really praised me for. So it was like, oh well, I, I guess I'll just keep doing this until I learn how to talk. <laughs> um, and I, I kept and you've yeah.
0: kept up ever since. Yeah. <laughs> What were like, were there certain themes or styles and stuff like that back in the day that you were super interested in? Or is that, I guess, how how has that evolved over the years?
1: Um, It was always, it was always centered around storytelling. Even when you go back to like my earliest sketchbooks from 1997, it's always like centered around two characters having to go through like a pit of alligators to get to the other side or um, someone like battling ghosts. And I think I just... Watched a lot of cartoons, so that was always a point of influence, okay, I drawing silly cats yeah
0: w- was there anyone like from your family that was was an inspiration in in that world or someone you know besides watching different cartoons and stuff like that like who i guess who were the role models for kicking off this career?
1: No one um I mean you know I, there are people in my family that I admire, sure, but no one in my family really has artistic bone in them okay worked in insurance my father was a lawyer my okay my my brother drew a little um but he never showed me (laughs) yeah
0: yeah so what was that time like then was that like were they accepting of that was it challenging conversations or was it like wow just kind of do do you type thing
1: i i was very fortunate my my parents fully supported my amazing Yeah. I'm very thankful for
0: that. Yeah. Well, so why don't you, just for the listeners, why don't you explain a little bit about just kind of the high level view of, of your career in this space. And I guess, you know, you don't have to private obviously all of the detail, but just from like where you're at right now, kind of a bit of the arc that got you to um, what you're, what you're working on.
1: Um, Well, currently I am the executive producer of Owl House we are um, nearing the end of production. We're in the middle of season two on, for post and nearing the end of it for pre, which are two different parts of the pipeline. Okay, But um, I started off as a, you know, I graduated college in 2013 with an animation major. I got a job as a revisionist after one of the directors found my Tumblr and thought that I drew well enough to send me a test. Went on to Gravity Falls as a revisionist, moved up to board artist, um, worked on DuckTales as a director, freelanced around for Amazing. a couple of projects. love DuckTales. Yeah, DuckTales 2017. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, during that time, I was also pitching this show and it got picked up. <laughs> and I've been working on this show <laughs> for four years now. It's, wow. been, it's been a long one. Yeah.
0: What's that like? I mean, like, did, was that a goal of yours when you started in this world or did it just like kind of all naturally unfold or?
1: Oh no, I've, I, this is absolutely the job I've always wanted. This is when mm. I was a kid, I, I would watch Powerpuff Girls and Pokemon and be like, whatever they're doing, that's what I want to make. Okay. Um, and the, the job is very different from what I thought it was. Cause you know what? Your kid, you think that there's like one or two people who's drawing everything behind the scenes yeah. doing all the voices.
0: They're you, my kid, that's what I think.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you see all the credits at the end and you're like, it's still obviously gotta be like
0: one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just put that there.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's there's a lot less drawing, a lot more like picking and choosing your battles, and a lot more giving marching orders.
0: Okay. Which
1: is, can be creative in its own way, especially because it's all about communicating with a lot of different kinds of people. So I ended up liking how different it was from what I thought.
0: Okay, good. Yeah, because that would have been, uh, we probably would be having a different conversation if that wasn't yeah. the case. <laughs> Did you find, because I mean, that is, that does seem very different than obviously, you know, spending the majority of your day drawing. Mm-hmm. Um how do you balance both those worlds cuz you're i mean you're obviously still drawing and doing work and i I've, I've seen your your personal website as well so i guess my question is like how do you flip in between two different mindsets like that cuz i feel like they're very different
1: yeah um well my personal work is less of how do i put this it's more like it's more like a mental health practice it's barfing mm. all the pain in my brain that's a that's i
0: like that though yeah you're clearing it
1: out (laughs) um yeah it's, it's just barfing all the stuff in my head onto paper so i can get it out and be you know a better chiller person the next day
0: sure well i'd imagine too like then also you're able to see and kind of express the ideas for your your job and your your other work probably a little bit more clearly
1: yeah yeah. cause the last thing sometimes when you're even though the show you know I came up with the idea for the show, I came up with the characters, you still have to be very objective with how you think of the story. and you it it can get personal and it will get personal, but you can't let so much of your bias twist the story into something that doesn't work just because you like one idea like you always have to take big steps back to see what will actually work and what won't. And that's why I have to always spend time doing creative personal work so I can get that stuff out of me and work more okay.
0: Yeah. So what, yeah. Like, how does that, how does that look for you? Like when you're, is that, is that just stepping back, doing your, your, your own personal creative work? Do you have any other practices or kind of rituals or routines to help big Um, decisions
1: like that uh doing personal work definitely is a big part of it i do try to do like small guided meditations every morning i'm very bad at it and i don't think i'm meant for that kind of stuff but i do try
0: (laughs) that's why it's called a practice
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) um
0: what do you do are you using an app or something else
1: no i i i got a Journal. I'm sorry, my cat
0: is being very. No, that's fine. All guests welcome.
1: All guests. Hello, ghost. Welcome. Um, my therapist gave me a journal that. <sighs> uh,
0: <coughs> there it is. <laughs> <A> ghost.
1: <laughs> Laser beam. Um, she gave me a, a journal with some guided meditation prompts in there for
0: okay. the morning, and then
1: I, you know, do the thing, write it out doesn't take more than 10 minutes. And yeah. that's, I try to do that. Okay, cool.
0: Um, for, for anyone that may not know about Thou house, can you provide a little bit of a description of what the <laughs> show is all about? And right. I guess where it came from,
1: it is, it is a kids show on the Disney channel. Um, It is about a girl who runs away to a place called the Boiling Isles in the demon realm to become a witch with an outlaw and her um, scrappy little sidekick king. And the show started off as a spite project when um, someone I had been working with previously told me that no one would be interested in a show with a older woman as one of the main characters which is Mm. the outlaw witch wow and i was just like that stinks i hate that so i went out and created this pitch and it got picked up and then i had to figure out a show um
0: was was that the same person because i i did a bit of research on that and that said this was a dumb idea (laughs) (laughs) jokes on you
1: (laughs) yeah yeah um Jokes on me! Now I have to do the job. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's that's uh, funny. Yeah, yeah, but it's been fun, and um, a lot of the inspirations come from you know Hieronymus Bosch and Bruegel the Elder. These really dark, grim old artists that I was introduced to as a kid because I went to Catholic school for eight years of my childhood. Okay. And I, I just I loved the demons and the little doodles you would find in medieval manuscripts, illuminated manuscripts. And it was always just a fun idea of, can I twist these into funny designs for children?
0: (laughs) That's a wild question. I love it. Where where, where do you find your inspiration now? Is it the same areas or like, how, how does that process work for you?
1: Same areas, yes. Okay. Same yeah, I'm I'm still inspired by um the same artists. They still give me a thrill whenever I see their work. Um it's definitely expanded beyond just medieval painters. There's Remedios Varo and John Bauer who we also take inspiration from. Okay. Um, and my art director Ricky Cometa is obsessed with Dutch architecture from the 1700s. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. It's it, we slowly like i come in with a couple artists i like and then all the people i hire are coming in with their own influences as well it's really great
0: okay what was your eureka moment just to use the name of the show that you know was yeah like this is more than just an idea cuz i'm sure you have a lot of ideas you I, People can already tell you're, you're obviously quite a creative human. So there's probably no, no shortage of, of ideas that pop up, but like to go to the, the full process of, I need to pitch this. I mean, you obviously shared the the story of that, that one conversation, but like, was there anything else that, you know, sparked that conversation in the, in the first place?
1: Um, not, not really. No, I'm, I'm an- okay. Extremely impulsive person, and if I decide to do something, I will, I will do it. Um, when you are creating a show, it is, it is good to make sure that, like, if you know you are lucky enough to get picked up and you start making a show, that it's something you can work on for the next five to ten years because this is a, such a slow process. Um, but at the same time, you know, you, I, I used, I used to try to collaborate with people who would take. Fr- Ever to make decisions who would take you know spend years and years and years on an idea before they were uh brave enough to pitch it or get it out there yeah it never even happened so my philosophy is less it's not so much waiting for a eureka moment because sometimes those just don't come and it's more like taking a calculated risk and just jumping into the fire like well we'll see what happens
0: yeah well and that then i imagine that's great i love that i mean cuz there's there's probably a balance obviously um yeah but then if you put it out there at least something will come of that yeah right? like absolutely action.
1: yeah and it might not be the project that you started or the project that you want but something might come of it someone might learn about you and you could have another opportunity somewhere um it's always it never hurts to put yourself out there
0: yeah it's funny because I was, uh, it makes me think of before we hit record, I was sharing that I had started writing a book and that Baron Fig is is publishing it. And we, we share Joey and I shared that actually in one of the first episodes on this show that mm-hmm. relaunching it. And Joey's the one that is has been designing the cover with with the help of some of the other designers, but he was leading it. And we just finally kind of hit that moment where he was like, okay, this, this is it. But up until that, it was just, again, like putting stuff out there and, and like, ah, oh, yeah, maybe, I don't know. There's something off there, but like, I I feel like had he just waited and waited and kept doing it kind of on his own that we'd still be doing that, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> you, you, you need to, if not push yourself, find someone who's going to just push you out the door, just get it out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was a wild experience going through all of that. Uh, I'm excited to do more of that, obviously. What else? Like, I guess what else for, I guess for you personally, like what does it mean to you to produce your own series for Disney? Like, have uh, you reflected on that?
1: Yeah. Um, Disney as a company is not, you know, it's a giant, it's a giant comp- company that only wants to make a book. And my values do not exactly align with theirs. So sure. working Doing a passion project for them feels strange. I okay. don't regret it. Cause I've met a lot of amazing people and getting to put um, the stuff in our show on the Disney channel feels like a little bit of a, like I'm trolling them and that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's um, it, it is, it is, it is just a little odd. I don't quite know how to put it into words, but working on my own project in general it's sweet. It's totally tight. I love it. It's dope. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: What, um, I guess what lights you up the most about your, your, the work that you're involved with right now? What makes you smile each day?
1: Getting to work with all of, uh, the artists and writers that I work with, all of the TDs and production people, they're all such wonderful, skilled People just—they're just, they're just always bringing their A game, and they're constantly astounding me with how good they are. Um, and I, I just love working on big teams like that. It's—it's it's great to put all that effort into one thing, have a giant screening of your hard work, and celebrate together when it's all said and done. Uh,
0: has anything? Uh, has there been any like surprises just working in a in a large team like that? That you're like, oh, I never would have thought about that or never would have imagined like that's how this works or something
1: um sure i mean there's lots of jobs on the pipeline that i didn't didn't know about until i became a showrunner um and i was okay giving them direction uh but more than that i think i was just surprised at how how just a little effort into getting to know your crew can go such a long way like there's so I've worked on so many shows where the showrunner, for whatever reason, um, stays in their office all the time, doesn't really talk to anyone, um, keeps the hierarchy very very much a hierarchy,
0: yeah, exactly,
1: and that can work, and that can be fine, but um I like getting to know everyone on my crew, and that's why quarantine has been so hard because <laughs> we have yeah. a lot of new people on our crew that I've never met face to face, and that stinks,
0: yeah, yeah. So just switching gears a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. I'd love to know a little bit about your, just like what a regular day looks like and like how it either helps or doesn't help like the way you think and the way you produce and your work, but just, yeah, I'd love to know like how, do the mor- how are the mornings set up other than this morning with the podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> and then like, you know, how, how do things typically unfold or?
1: Every day is completely different. Um, because the pipeline is such that when I'm doing one thing, I have to be preparing something for something else. And then the next day I could be getting, uh, back stuff from artists on that thing that I delivered. Mm. It's very confusing. Um, so Fridays typically (laughs) today, I have a design review that I put off from yesterday. I'm going to be receiving an outline that I have to read and do notes on. I have... A recording session with one of our voice actors and i have to do passes on two storyboards and record a pitch that is due on monday okay. and that is a light day like okay i get to have lunch today
0: <laughs> okay yeah and then it's so uh, then it, yeah, i can already see how every day must be so different then
1: it's completely different i can't i, I can't really predict it
0: yeah the time do you yeah. like that
1: I do, I do. I like, I like being surprised. Yeah, uh, it, it does keep me from getting bored. Sometimes it gets very overwhelming, and I need to take a mental health day. Sure. Uh, and luckily, my crew is very understanding of that. But uh, usually, I I have fun running around.
0: It's challenging. Okay. And when do you when do you get in that that personal work slash kind of mental house cleaning? I guess or like <laughs> blowing out. Right?
1: Put it. <laughs> mental house cleaning versus brain barfing. <laughs> <laughs> um, usually after work, um, I'll stop work around seven or seven thirty, 30. Okay. And just doodle till I get tired. It's also like I'm, my brain's very active. I have a hard time sleeping. I have insomnia. So if yeah. I'm tired, I'll draw, it'll tucker me out. I'll go to bed. I mean,
0: that's good for like, again, like the, the other show that I host is very much around mental fitness. And I've heard that come up so many times where, and I do it myself as well. Like when I feel really, uh, I guess wound up with just like things, narratives circulating in my mind, or there's like a lot of decisions to be made or whatever, like just life, let's just call it that yeah just like taking time to pause and try to be still and do something creative, um, I wish I could draw like you. Thankfully we have, we, we do on the Baron fix side. we have, uh, one of the notebooks is has like really lightly sketched illustrations, oh, that's- um, from, yeah, from an illustrator, uh, Kyle Webster is his name. So I, I, I take that out and you just trace it essentially. And you can color it and stuff like that. And it's been, that's been a big one for, for me. And even, even writing in the morning to like, the reverse like the fire up kind of the the creative yeah. flow in my own mind. So, I mean for anyone listening even if you're you're not leading a show, I mean you can use these practices for really anything, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um one thing I do cuz also there are some days where I get tired of drawing and I'm I used to force myself to draw a lot like to okay, improve my draftsmanship. Um <laughs> And I, I was very intense about my daily practices, but I, I've gotten to a point where I don't want to force myself to do that stuff anymore. So if I don't feel like drawing, I'll might sit down in front of an episode of a show. I like just let it play and try to write out like the story calculations of like, this is the setup. This is the payoff. This happens here. This happens here. This is something they may did they oh, miss cool. or it on purpose. And I'll just like do that for as long as I can. And then, go to sleep. And it's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's like the, it feels like the writing equivalent of tracing something. It's like, it's I'm yeah. learning something and I don't necessarily have to think about it just right in front of me. Yeah. It's cool. Well, I, I love that
0: you just, there's obviously a certain self-awareness there, just like knowing what you need and what you don't need in a certain moment and just, you know, do what, what you do need in that moment and you, you get the best out of it. Right. Yeah. I think we should. We, yeah, I mean, the more we can follow those cues, the better. Usually, though, it's just like there's just so much going on yeah. that we like we miss them, right? Like, or we we don't hear those signs, and we just like keep pushing through and pushing through, and then all of a sudden we don't feel very well, and <laughs> things just keep compounding, right?
1: Yeah, um, I I've never experienced burnout before until this year.
0: And oh, okay.
1: I still haven't really recovered from it, or um, or have been able to take a break for it.
0: <laughs> okay. So how you met, ma- cause this is, I mean, this is super important if you, if you're willing to go there, like how, what's, what's been helping.
1: Um, what's been helping <sighs> making a concerted effort to reach out to friends. If I'm, if I need to vent or if I just need to be around other people, of course, quarantine was a huge part of this. Yeah. Um, but also, delegating more of the work than I normally would allowing myself to do that so that I could have my weekends back.
0: Yeah, totally. Um,
1: Usually I work six days a week. Sunday is my prep day for Monday, but for, for like four or five months straight, it was just seven days a week, nonstop work into the night. I wasn't getting any break. Um, And at one point I was washing the dishes And I, my hands were shaking. I was just like, that's new. That has never Mm. happened to me before. Um, So to anyone listening, uh, take breaks, drink water, you know, take care of yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Usually when something comes up physically, right, it's, it's, it's a good sign that things internally have gone far beyond (laughs) our max, right? right?
1: I shouldn't have let it get to that point, um, but I'm glad I caught it before I went absolutely ballistic.
0: Yeah. No, but I wouldn't even say you, you shouldn't have let it get to that point. I mean, you're human like the rest of us. I feel like many of us, and myself included, can resonate with with something like that. We might experience it in different ways. But like, let's be honest. Society is kind of set up to push us to that place. So yeah. if we're not actively doing something and And doing something to see against have the awareness to see that that's coming up and putting stuff in into our routine, then I mean it's inevitable it's just gonna happen like we're not wired to handle this much pressure
1: yeah, and I am someone who like I am very aware that i have am I'm, I'm a workhorse i i i'm obsessed with it it brings me more joy than everything and if someone like me is burning out <laughs> it's a- yeah um and you know most people you just like, gotta have the room to be able to take breaks go on vacations chill empty your head out it's so 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 important totally yeah so I- what do you look go ahead you need to close my door my cat is
0: <laughs> it's all good
1: this is the last straw Ooh. all right sorry about
0: that no it's all good i'm curious how you answer this but if what would be your dream project or are you working on your dream project?
1: Um, uh, I don't know if I have a dream project. I think the goal is just to make as many very different things as possible.
0: I love that. Yeah. That's cool. That's um, that's really great advice. I think it doesn't matter what the topic is.
1: Yeah. Like I, I, I got to do my dark fantasy with Owl House. I got to do a kid centric thing with Owl House. I want to try to, to tell more uh, adult stories or PG thirteen, which is an area I love. And I want to try sci fi. I want to try slice of life. I hate romance, which means I have to try to write a romance.
0: You have to do it, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I'm just like, there's there's all these new challenges and things that I just am really excited to do and learn about. I would love to work in live action because it's just completely new i just Mm -hmm. want to keep doing new and weird things
0: yeah that's me i was gonna ask you like what makes you smile each day and i imagine some of that is uh in that answer there but go for it yeah (laughs)
1: um yeah i'm just uh getting to start from the bottom of the ladder for something Mm -hmm. is very exciting to me um like uh (laughs) for owl house i was a very green writer starting out and um, once I got into season two, it was, God, like, writing was so hard and I was trying so hard and didn't feel like I was making any improvements until in season two, there was a, a script that I wrote and I, I did it really fast. I handed it in and I was just like, Oh God, I really am not meant for this. I, I should give up. And everyone came back like, this is great. This is great. We can give this to the boarders. I was like, oh, Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> when you're when you're drawing and when you're learning how to do very visual uh things there's a there's a very obvious improvement from one sketchbook to another from a painting you did last year to a painting you did today that you can see an improvement yeah With writing it so much it's it's harder because you have to read the whole damn script and that takes a while you can't just glance at it um so it's hard.
0: literally a word
1: It could be literally a word. It could be (laughs) it could be the placement of that word. And just knowing that there was improvement there makes me super happy. And the shit I live for. Oh, I'm (laughs) sorry.
0: No, no, no. It's all All good. Virtual high fives to that. (laughs) Is there any any advice that you give to writers right now or even people that are, are drawing and that are just starting out or they're, you know? really have ambitions to, to take their career to wherever that would go, obviously. I mean, whatever their goals are, but any advice for people starting out?
1: Yeah. I would say, um, you know, don't be af- if, whether you're an artist or a writer, don't be afraid to copy those people that you admire. And I don't mean it in a way where pl- don't plagiarize work for your <laughs> own professional sure. needs. Don't do that. But in your own time and your own practice, That's what studying is just seeing what people did in the past, learning how they did it, and then, you know, maybe putting your own twist on it when you have to try.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's totally what you, that example you gave in the evenings, right? Of like figuring out the the flow of a show. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's just study other people and do stuff on your own. Um, I didn't have any formal writing training, and it, it all just came from learning and asking a lot of questions to my buddies who are writers
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i love it well this was super fun dana i hope we uh our paths cross again in, in the future and i just want to thank you for taking time to come on the show that is a wrap so i'd love to let listeners know where they can connect with you or follow along your work
1: uh I have a, (laughs) you know, I I got my um, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr handles all under Dana Terrace. Okay. Um, Sometimes I'll take breaks and deactivate those accounts. Sure. Good for
0: you. (laughs) We'll, We'll put them in the show notes. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. As mentioned, links are available in our show notes. Remember to subscribe to Eureka if you dig what we're up to. Until next time.